Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and on this recording day, Thursday, I will wish my co host, Luke Owen, a happy Mankind Got Thrown Off the Cell 20 Years Ago Today Day. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Ollie Davis. And on this day that we are recording Thursday, I wish to you the same thing. How the devil are you? Uh, I celebrated by putting myself uh, through a table. Mm-hmm. And I've, put, I've got some thumbtacks in my back right now. Oh, excellent. Good yeah. work, yeah. Uh, I How are you ha- celebrating? Well, I have celebrated by climbing to a structure um, mm-hmm. and taking a chair with me so that when I fall through, the chair can hit me in the face and knock out some teeth. Classic Mankind 20 years ago celebration tactics. Exactly. Really like that. And in particularly, what I want the teeth to do is kind of like end up in my nose so that I can look at the camera, give a big old smile, and you can see a tooth in my nostril. The darnest things the... happen when you're falling through a Hell in a Cell superstructure. Uh, exactly. And I, I want the Undertaker to stand there and probably be thinking to himself, uh-oh, that, mm. that, that was... Oh, that was brutal. Oh, no, I just committed manslaughter. <laughs> Mankind slaughter. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, would you like... Uh, what are you doing this weekend? I am, well, going to New Japan. Yes, you are. A New Japan show and will be there signing stuff. You're so, I say we. You're, you're such uh, a YouTube personality. It's me and uh, website writer Andy Datsun and magazine editor James Dixon. So we'll all be there, not Luke. Luke's at a wedding. I am at a wedding. I am driving up to Liverpool first thing Saturday morning to go to my uncle's wedding, which I'm very much looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing all my cousins and seeing the family and having a good old knees up. And missing out on New Japan Wrestling. I am missing out on New Japan Wrestling, which does mean I am missing out on watching Akada. And that's... Yeah, I've never seen Akada. No, neither have I. That, that's that's uh, a that... lie. No, 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 I have. I, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. So that, that one I'm a bit gutted by. Uh, and Walter's <laughs> there as well, and I've never seen Walter either, and I really, really would like to see him. I saw Walter. Viter. Viter. Don't say that. People on YouTube have a pop at you. Uh, five years ago in a little... Uh, school hall mm. wrestling Michael Elgin and I didn't think much of him at all back then but now he's quite a big big fellow he's a big old boy is Viter big old bastard but yes please do come over if you're at the Milton Keynes show on Saturday for New Japan the Strong Style Evolve tour of the UK come over and find us at the meet and greet 
uh, I'll be there. Are you ex- taking are you ex- pics? Are you excited for the meet and greet? Um, I always like meeting fans, but I also it it doesn't it, it really drains me. Like it's it's a weird sensation that mm. I haven't. Because like, I said to you, we never get enough time to get used to it. It's not like it happens all the time. It happens in bursts when we go to wrestling shows. And it's always new and weird and fun, but also weird. Yeah. And I never know how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. um, You're good. You've got, a, you've got a good face. Oh, thanks, man. It's, it's better if I'm drinking. Um, but I'm driving, so oh, legally... Yeah, you can't, can't really do, do that. that. Um <clears throat> Because you're at the meet and greet with all of the other New Japan stars and Rev Pro stars, do you have a line that you would like to beat? Uh, I want, so I'm not going to beat Toriyano's. I'm not going to beat Ishii's. Nagata. 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 Yeah. Whatever, however you say his name. Do you, know, do you know that you can beat Okada's? No. <laughs> uh, Suzuki's? Oh? No. I, 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 Suzuki scares me. I don't want to upset the guy I what once if- had an idea that I pushed for to go and interview Suzuki and ask him if he thought Roman Reigns should turn <laughs> heel and I was talked out of it by someone who said you legit don't want to say that to him and I was like oh it's not an act <laughs> I thought it'd be like a fun jokey thing and yeah. you can no, no they're no. very protective of their characters the new japan guys are rightly so rightly so right well would you like some correspondence of course i would so this is from owen owen formstone excellent first name you have there owen um so he's actually sent quite a lengthy email because it's superstar like a meeting he's put superstar wrestler meeting yes a rusev hey rusev hey but i think more interestingly he sent across some agony arts. Ooh. And I think it's another serious agony arts. Oh, wow. Not Reddit, so it could be catfishing. It could be trolling us. It's not SpongeBob SquarePants again. Uh, no. Or what was the other one that we had? Um, oh, uh, I can't remember what it was now. Uh, but anyway, so here is his agony art story. So I'm currently 16, and I've just finished my exams. Uh, this was sent to us five days ago, so congratulations on just finishing your exams. Look uh, forward to three weeks of fear. While you await those results. And you'll hear about fear later on in this show mm. in the crap gimmick section. A little tease for you there. That's setup and payoff. Something that WWE could certainly learn from. Um, but I had my first experience of true heartbreak just weeks before they began. As you probably know, as a wrestling fan and a slight nerd, it's hard to find a lady partner. But in November, I finally met someone who it all clicked with. She was way prettier than me. Buddy, I know how you feel. She made me laugh and all around, we were just a good match. From November until the day of freaking mania, we dated. And that's when she decided, over text, to break up with me because she, quote, needed to focus on exams. She was a driven person, but it's one of those reasons that I sort of tell her is a five... Uh, mm, hang on. I need to you know, do some self-editing here. She was a driven person, but it's one of those reasons you can sort of tell is a five-star bull S-word. Um, I think what he's saying is like... That, getting angry. That's, uh, that's yeah. a, not a good reason enough uh, yes, to focus yes, on exams. It's, it's, uh... But anyway, I had some hope that she wanted to be nice and be civil and stay phrase, friends, wait until after the exams uh, and see what happens. So I messaged her and spoke to her once in the week following, but I had to get to grips for the last few weeks of the relationship that she was leading me on a bit and stayed even though she didn't feel the same. Now three months on, we haven't spoken and aren't even on best of terms due to my drunk 
drunken antics. Disclaimer, he's 16, shouldn't be drinking anyway. That's just a, you know, because we have to be these, these sort of people. Disclaimer, if you are 16, don't go out drinking. It's not legal. Stay in. Stay, stay in. Play Final Fantasy VII. Do what I did when I was 16. Um... Where are we? Due to my drunken antics, which, okay, don't agree with I'm asking you guys, who uh, who have gone through ups and downs in love, what should I do now the bridge is burnt? Uh, and I need to move on, but I don't know how to. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Um, he's He has got one, he said, you can cut that last, pen, last sentence out because it feels too cringy. So I won't read out what he's written here. Um, but so his advice, he's looking for advice, man. He's had his mm. heart broken. His first time. Having his heart broken. Oh, real tough. I, sorry, what's their name? Uh, uh, are they anonymous? Uh, Owen. Owen Formstone. Owen, Owen, of course. I'm really sorry to hear that, Owen. It's never nice to go through your first breakup. It's horrible. It is. Because that's like, that's puppy. I mean, it is puppy love, sorry to say. But uh, it's it's intense when you're in it. And uh, like camping. Intense. <laughs> I see where you went there. And uh, you it is of little comfort, probably, that in five years' time you will look back on that relationship and go, oh, "I was all silly." Because right now you're in you're in the thick of things, exactly thick of things, and you've got all the stress of exams and things oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. And that's probably, at least that's over. That's probably like exacibating the issue, man. Because mm. and as you said, like you're in this three week period where you don't know what's happened with those exams that you've been working towards. You don't know whether you've passed or not. You're not going to find out for a little while. Probably all making things worse. A lot of uncertainty. Yes, but. Uh, don't do the other, the, the thing that sounds like exasperates, because, y- you know, it's, don't, don't channel yourself into that. I, I don't know what you mean. I'm making I, a masturbation joke. I mean, no, I know. I, oh, I just, right, I, I right, always... right. That's what I would have done at 16. <laughs> yeah. Just stayed up in my room, cried. Playing Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I personally, every time I was broken up with, I think I only ever broke up with one girlfriend. Oh, look at you. Who mattered. Yeah. No, no, but that's... Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, th- use that heartbreak to just channel yourself into something good. Like, that's what we're all about at the moment. We're wrestle talk, get better. Exactly. Learn to dress better. Go to the gym. Start up a running club. Do some writing. Yes, exactly. That is that is what you need to do. You need to try and use this as a good ex- a good excuse to do something else. Like, and as you said in the email, you, granted, you felt you know a lot of feelings for her, but those feelings were not reciprocated. She was not interested in you in the same way. So actually, the best thing to do is just be like, hey, do you know what? It was never going to work out. And and that and it could have been worse. She could have just stuck around with you, even though she didn't like you. Yeah, and that that would have just made things a whole heck of a lot worse. Easier said than done, of course. But we know you can do it, Owen. Yes, we believe and in you. Yeah, just just channel so that this has two positive benefits. Number one, you will be doing something to take your mind off of all that stuff. Number two, like it's a good it's a good fu to quote the old John Cena. Uh, finishing move mm. because you can be like yeah well screw you i'm gonna get really good at i don't know final fantasy the seven. guitar the guitar uh, yeah, and now i'm better. gonna be a cool rock guy and then in three years you'll see me and you'll be like oh do you want to get back together and that's when you turn around and go no love because you did this to me i'm super cool I thought you were going to say that's when she turned around and you go, yes, that'd be great. Can yes, get, please. I did this I'd, all, all for, for that. You, I did this all for you so we <laughs> could get back. I could have this moment. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's always fun. Yes. That's that's why I'm so that's why you're work so... focused. 
<laughs> just just a string of people I want to scream at their face and say, yep. why did you do that to me? Yeah. Uh, also, um, if she is looking for um, booty calls or anything like that, like that, that it's asking for trouble. Like my first um, serious girlfriend that, that broke up with me because I, we went to different universities. She was a year younger than I anyway, but she was going off to university in Wales. I was in university in Portsmouth, very, very far away. Portsmouth is far enough away from Reading as it is. And she told me that it just wasn't going to work out. We'd been dating for 18 months at that point. I was heartbroken. Um, but there was many times where we um, had we we met up a couple of other times, and that just made matters so much worse. So that mm. would be my one bit of advice: certainly do not do anything like that. Well, let's hold the rest of the correspondence to the outro. Well, we're kicking off with the biggest news of the week, I suppose, which was news of Rey Mysterio turning up at the end of that WWE 2K advert, and as Luke is about to tell you, turning up as the pre-order bonus in a 2K game. Probably means you're going to turn up for a Survivor Series match. Well, it's really interesting because the, the 2K are the people that reach out to the wrestlers. They were the ones that reached out to Sting. They were the ones that reached out to Goldberg. They were the ones that reached out to Kurt Angle. And it's usually through that that kind of like opens a door for then WWE to be like, oh, are you speaking to them? Oh, we've passed them through and we'll have a chat with them as well and we'll talk about bringing them in for something. And this has happened with The Ultimate Warrior. Warrior was the cover oh, yeah, star of... about Warrior. 2K14, I think he was the cover star of. And Warrior and WWE hadn't been on any good terms for you know decades and that was the door that was open for him to go in and he went into the hall of fame and he then had that moment where he made his speech on the roar after wrestlemania and then sadly passed away mm. essentially on the same day just you know 48 hours from being in the but hall of fame that's not connected to 2k, 2K. that's not no no, 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 that, no. That, like that was that was natural that was, causes yes absolutely yes had nothing to do with wwe 2k14 just a very spooky promo in hindsight mm. um and then yeah the, and the same thing happened with sting sting no sting's alive sting's alive yes yeah, sting is very much you've alive. got it luke you've got to be clear here same thing happened with Sting. He cut a really weird promo on Raw. <laughs> what said, is this curse? <laughs> Goldberg was next. No, Sting's curse is that he was hiding in statues and then got injured in that match with Seth Rollins. Maybe there is a 2K curse. Mm. So anyway, Sting was uh, featured on the cover and uh, on the... Sorry, he was the pre-order bonus. And then he had his WrestleMania match where he lost to Triple H. And then he had his night of champions match where he lost to seth rollins and had to retire and we had kurt angle kurt angle came back into the hall of fame and he's now the raw gm goldberg was on the cover and then he had the survivor series match so it's all been this really big it always seems like if you are a dlc for a 2k game that's likely opening up the door for you to return to the wwe apart from the terminator that one still hasn't happened well triple h came out as the terminator i suppose yes and yeah terminator did actually introduce triple h um, to it, but he hasn't wrestled a match. Mm. That, that he hasn't had a Survivor Series match yet. So that, that there was a terrific advert that played him Raw, they're and all it was... wearing Rey Mysterio masks. Yeah, was were they? Yeah, that's I the whole gimmick. Pick up on they're that. all wearing Mysterio masks and take them off and talk about sort of like ah. what what it means and talking about what what Rey is like. He fights for honor and he's glorious and he's this and he's that. And then it and it's like and then at the end of it is like and I'm back. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> Hello, um, hola, hola, Reggie. I completely Spo- missed by, that. By the way, spot on Ray and Mysterio impersonation. Very much. It's one of my better ones. I completely missed that. 
I don't know what happened there. Of course it is. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, look, yeah, that put, he says their catchphrase, phenomenal, glorious. Yeah. And then and Ray's one. Oh, great. It's, he's back. That's cool. <laughs> no, that was. Yeah, okay. That, that yeah. went over my head. It's, what? That's a cooler. That's even cooler than I thought it was. It's not as cool as some of the other ones they've done. Like Goldberg. You know, the Goldberg. The, the Sting one where they had the classical music playing his crow music and that then they all wicked. turk around and they're wearing the face paint. That was awesome. That that's was, actually the best one. That's isn't the it? best yeah. one. That was really And then cool. Goldberg was really good. Yeah, where they were, dum, dum, where the, the yeah. Flixman's feet are doing his music. Loved that. So anyway, so this... And then there's the Suplex City flash in the yep. mirror. Yes. Oh, that, that's good. The 2K are great at making uh, commercials. Just not games sometimes. But, you know, that's, that, that is purely conjecture on my part. That's just an opinion-based thing. I'm terrible at video games. That's mm. probably why I don't enjoy it. But that's probably why you literally wrote a book on video games. Old video games? <laughs> oh, you mean this book? Oh, it's not here. Damn it. Uh, Where is oh, it? No, well, I threw it away. Was here. It's right there, actually. I can see it. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you do a plug. Oh, thanks, man. I knew it was close by. My book, buy it. Um, it's about video game movies and how they get made. So, Rey Mysterio. But anyway, he, yeah. He's uh, turned up and he's been confirmed as the 2K guy. But in addition to that, there was a report. Oh, no, he said, didn't he? In an he interview. did. Yes. So, the talks of Rey coming back to WWE have been going on all year, essentially, because he made a surprise return at the uh, Royal Rumble and he was an entrant in the greatest Royal Rumble as well. And there's been talks ever since that January appearance that Rey is coming back to the WWE in some capacity. Now, apparently, the sticking point with WWE and Rey doing these negotiations is the 2K curse. Is the 2K curse. He's just worried because he knew he was going to go as the downloadable pre-order character yeah yeah and like uh yeah one day elucha beats his final beat and all mm. that um and he the apparently the sticking point is that he doesn't want to work a full-time schedule and wwe wants him to work a full-time schedule he wants to just be a part-time wrestler which is ridiculous it is ridiculous me. like yeah. ray ray is really good and he's he's done very like the independent matches I've seen him in. He's been excellent. He was still. awesome in uh, Dominion. Mm. In that six man tag, he was great. Yeah, but I, it's like Kane who also returned to SmackDown this week. Really great one off appearances. Maybe a few weeks program here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe four programs that don't last longer than a month a year. That doesn't overexpose the whole nostalgia thing, and it doesn't get old too fast. If that, which a part-time schedule works perfectly for. Also, he's he's an older guy. The Starley wrestles is going to destroy his knees, as it, they they already have done, I presume. So why would you want him as a full-time wrestler? I think it'd be ridiculous to bring him back as a full-time yeah. wrestler. I think it, you're like you you bring him in for a SummerSlam match, maybe a Survivor Series match. You do him as like special attraction matches that you don't do the or a featured match, perhaps a bit yeah. to put it. You don't like he doesn't need to be in full-time feuds, going for titles and things like that. It's doesn't just, have to be 205 Live. No, exactly. Like treat him almost like you've got Kurt Angle. Just don't make him general manager stumbling over words. Just mm. have him you know wrestle these matches every now and again. I think that keeps it keeps the mysteri- the mysteriousness of Mysterio alive. One might say. Imagine if he said that when he took, took off his, his mask. mask. Yeah, Mysteri- mysterious. <laughs> fluffed it. Um, so, so that's the the story. But yes, he did say to Lucha Central on June nineteenth, marking in your calendars, which is now officially Rey Mysterio Day in San Diego, California, because that's his hometown. Really, it's officially Rey Mysterio Day, June nineteenth. Does it? It doesn't clash with any other days, does it? 
Not that I'm aware of. There's always every day has like twenty different days. But only in like specific okay, towns. Okay, only in San Diego. Yes, stay classy. Stay classy. So he uh, he was doing an interview with Lucha Central where he said to them that they are currently on like they're in the final stages of negotiating a three year deal. So it's a WWE and Rey Mysterio three year return. Um, and that it's in the final stage. It's just it's this final sticking point of the part-time or full-time schedule. Mm. Well, this has been these, like you said, these reports of Ray being in discussions with WWE have been going on since he made that cameo return at the Royal Rumble this year. The inferior Royal Rumble. Of course, he was at the greater one yeah. later in the year. But, they, you know, he's done those New Japan dates in between, which is weird. Maybe that's why they don't want Ray to go part-time, because it... That means he could wrestle for places elsewhere. It doesn't necessarily mean so. Like, if you could sign, like, a Legends deal, mm. which means that you can then wrestle... Exclusive, like, it's, it's, yeah. It's you exclusive to WWE. They just they still pay you a year's salary. You just don't, you know, you don't end up working with them every single night and doing the house show. Mm. Also, I think this more or less confirms that Mysterio is going to be in the Hall of Fame next year, I think. Oh, Pos- that's a good show. Possibly shout. even as the headliner. Yeah. Uh, so, that that clip... That, and this all as soon as I saw this, I thought they're going to want him back. The YouTube clip of Rey Mysterio's return at the Royal Rumble is the most, last time I checked, is the most watched WWE YouTube clip of the year. Wow. Like 15 million views, more than any Ronda Rousey bits, which, you know, the other highest watched uh, videos. Even more than we get. Yet, shockingly, yeah. more than Wrestle Talk. <sighs> Just a bit. Just, just a, just a bit. Yeah, just a smidge. And that's their biggest video of the year. <laughs> uh, and so I ever and like WWE must have been like, wow, those are numbers that we ridiculously follow these days. The social media social and YouTube media metrics. metrics. So let's get this guy back. Apparently, they've been trying to get him back ever since, and they have done with the Greatest Royal Rumble. But yeah, it's it's weird that that's been the sticking point because this has been the sticking point for five months now. PW Insider, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, they've all said Ray wants a part-time schedule. WWE want him full-time. Yeah, it's it's and it. I just don't see the point of bringing him mm. back full-time. But he was he had that interview as well um, with a, a um, Latino channel yes. talking about what he would like to do and like start up almost the new Latino world order. Um, with because they've got quite a few um, uh, Latin American stars in the company. You've got Andrade Cien Almas, Gran Metalik, Lince Dorado, Kalisto, Sin Cara. I think that that's at least six. Yes. Well, I so that clip, um, the guy, the interviewer, almost leads it. He says, "Oh, so you might return to WWE sometime soon." And Raymond Stewart goes, "Yeah, you know, we're working on negotiations." And the interviewer says, "Hey." Maybe you could do an LWO. And Ray goes, yeah, man, LWO 2.0. Yep. And then I I was like, I'm having that. I'm having that in the story. (laughs) Ray wants LWO 2.0. So, yes, I I mean, in terms of what we want to see from Ray Mysterio Mm -hmm. in his WWE return, we don't want to see him all the time because, you know, in his last run. I was not a fan of Rey Mysterio. God, that, do you remember when he came out for the 2014 Royal Rumble? I mean, granted, he got booed because he wasn't called Daniel Bryan. But even so, I think a lot of us at that point were like, yeah, I've had enough of Rey yeah. now. Like, like but- I, the last time I was into a Rey feud was probably five years previously against Chris Jericho. I was going to say, because even when, like, when Punk left quote unquote when he left and they were doing the tournament to crown a new WWE champion oh yes he and, won and Ray won it and was <laughs> WWE champion I think a lot of people were like huh Ray eh that, that's that's who you decided to go and then later on the night John Cena won it so he was only he was WWE champion for about two hours mm. yeah uh, 
So, yeah, we don't want him all the time. But in terms of if he did come back, I really like the idea, and maybe it's just because this LWO thing's been floated already, I really like the idea of him helping elevate the Kalistos, the Grand Metaliques, the Lince Dorados. I love Sin Cara personally. I think he's a legit badass. And he is. Uh -huh. He is undefeated in backstage real-life fights. <laughs> yeah. He's beaten up Sheamus. He's beaten up Chris Jericho. Simon Gotch. This guy's awesome. Yep. Um, so I would like to see Ray as, like, the veteran help bring up these these other guys or like outside of 205 live as well i was going to say because unfortunately that slots him very much into a 205 live category and unfortunately within the wwe universe not as in the people who watch the show but the actual world itself once you are part of a brand you are stuck on that brand and you cannot go any further yeah you know? and i think because triple h is in charge of 205 live and he's obviously i want to make this succeed he's not going to give those people up lightly no, because then yeah, exactly. that sort of breaks the boundaries and it's very hard to go back from exactly, that. Yeah. But, I'd, you know, I'd love, especially on Raw, which is lacking a lot of depth in its uh, mid-card, to have a Rey Mysterio. No, I wouldn't put him with Andrade. Andrade is going to be fine by himself. Uh, feuding with Andrade would be a much better option. Putting him with Andrade would be an error. Yeah. But he doesn't I, need him. And I also wouldn't have this faction as a heel group. No. And... But one of the positive things, I hate Lucha House Party. <laughs> As a name, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado and Kalisto, some of the best high flyers in the company, and they're called Lucha House Party. <laughs> what says we're going to lose our match more than being called Lucha House Party? Even the job squads. Yes. Like, you look at that, it's like, well, I mean, they might win. But, like, Lucha House Party has, like, jobbing squads like, oh. written all over it. Yeah, so that that's. Have you got any pitches? I, I mean, it seems like the obvious one to have a feud with Andrade, but it might. Like, it's be honest, because I mean, Andrade is floundering on SmackDown at the moment, as we mentioned on the SmackDown review. Eleven weeks, he's only had he's had two matches against local competitors. That's done absolutely nothing for him. His backstage promos with Zelina Vega aren't doing anything for him either. It almost feels like a you know a featured feud against Rey Mysterio that you could do at SummerSlam or Survivor Series could elevate. Andrade and give him you use totally. you use Ray to get other people over like that that's what I would like to see Ray used for but not just put him against Latin American stars you know use him to get other people over as well because that's you always and that's when Andrade came up the first few they put him in what they were going to was Sin Cara and I was like you lazy bastards mm -hmm. you see oh, they did the exact same thing when Kalisto came up they were like um oh, but you're sort of Spanish right where's where's Alberto yeah uh, you two can yeah, have a few yeah. can't you it's uh, And I have also fallen into that same trap by creating this LWO 2.0 in my head. But I think that makes sense because they're all high-flying luchadors yeah. with masks. Um, but you're right. I, I I would like them to not just be limited to the, the Mexicans. But there's also the other rumour that William Regal denied on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, by all accounts, it was totally going to happen. Of WWE wanting this... Latin American tournament for the summer. Yeah, but they've gone May Young Classic two, the May Young Classic two route. Well, you know, maybe as part of this local globalization, we always like they've announced NXT UK. What they're going to be doing next? Perhaps the next one could be NXT Mexico, or it could, mm. you know, because I mean, my theory, I thought they were going to do NXT Japan would be the next one because they've just signed a working relationship with Noah. In fact, Hideo Itami is going back to work for Noah. He's going to be doing an anniversary show for them later this year, I think. So I thought they were going to announce NXT Japan, which I think is an error. 
because mm. that that is a market that I just do not think they they understand how to break into. But NXT Mexico, maybe that would be a much more successful thing for them. And you could have then Ray there as your ambassador for that, in the same way you've got Johnny Saint as the ambassador for NXT UK. Maybe that's why they want him as a full timer. Maybe because that's it, yeah. he'd wrestle a part time schedule, but then he'd be a, a presence, on screen character on yeah. the Latin American tournament. Yeah. It's $25 or more Pledge Hammer Patreon shout-out time. That's right, this is the Hall of Fame ring. Get it? There's a ring noise. And if you pledge $25 or more a month to WrestleTalk's Patreon, we will give you a shout-out on the Wrestle Ramble and induct you with the ring thing. And you'll also get to suggest topics for Fantasy Booking Warfare, which we have an episode coming for you tomorrow. And it's... Well, mine is very, very bad. Luke isn't happy with his. I'm surprised at how well mine turned Ollie's out. Ollie's is really, really good. I'm it's going now. It's going to be the Ministry of Darkness one-sidedness. Nah. Oh, oh, no. It's, gonna be a, it's a landslide victory. It's a landslide victory in the making, I'm telling you. Uh, so that's on Brock Lesnar losing his Universal title. That was the thing. And you can also suggest topics for Wrestle Ramble Extra, which is the you know where we choose which pay-per-views to review for our big in-depth show. So thank you, the real true heel, Len Bren. Jonathan, the headmaster headman. Okay, well, we've got the mayor of Painesville, Dan, here, but this month he's going in as real Dan's Dan. He's a Dan, such a Dan, such a Dan. He's a real, a real Dan's Dan. Draft House Games. Lewis, not so nature, Milroy, not so, not nature. so nature boy, Milroy. Steep climb, James Macahill. You sold out, Jay Sellers. Juan de Dios Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Let's have a drink, Christopher Travis Merriman. Kevin Razmataz Chapel. Kevin McBride. John McBride. Frank- John McBride of Frankenstein. Sorry, I read the previous one. Will dropped from a great height. Asker's future husband and EOF one man wrecking crew, Skin Trade. That was his name suggestion. Well, that's creepy. <laughs> Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. The Real Deal Sex Appeal, Andy Puckett. Stay Hyped, Kyle Rowley. Joe, the Biddly Bing Bong Business Boy, Kinch. Have a cup of tea, Tea Lee. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's time for some crap gimmicks! Yay! Now, we didn't sign any crap gimmicks last week, so maybe we're hoping that this week's inductions might meet the approval of us, the crap gimmick wrestling dudes. We've got really crap standards. They have to be specifically crap. Absolutely. If you're new to this show and you're wondering, what the heck is a crap gimmick? Crap gimmick is a little fun feature that we do here, at least we think it's fun and some other people do as well, where you submit to us your crap gimmicks to be inducted and become part of the crap gimmick wrestling roster. Think of it like the 90s in WWF, you are a wrestler and a blank and people come up with lots of punny things and we enjoy them and we've got uh, our awesome Awesome man, Lewis Tillett's making amazing trading cards for these. Uh, he's going to be working on one at the moment that I'm really, really excited about. In fact, I already know which one I want him to do next if we don't sign anyone today. Yeah, so they're, they're like uh, crap gimmicks that have been signed well in the past. Yeah, I'm thinking of Crispy Bacon. Crispy Bacon. We've already had WrestleBot 1000 made. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Beastmaster is currently Prof- in progress. That one's in progress. Prof Wrestler has been done. I was thinking my one I want to see next is the uh, the D&D crew. Oh, I forgot about them. I've, no, I, I remembered it today and I was like, that's what I want to see. Well, who have we got this week? So if you want to submit your suggestions for Crap Gimmick, give me an email. It's luke at wrestletalk.com. If you don't get yours read out, it's because I've got a big old backlog of them. So be patient. Also, mm-hmm. I still want a jingle for this segment. Someone make a jingle. Don't expect us to do our jobs <laughs> and come up with something fun. We want you to do it for us. That's the point of a community, right? Exactly. Delegation. And thank you for covering me a little bit longer there so I could drink my tea. Pleasure. Brandon Powell has suggested fear. Just one word. One word. Like, like Madonna. Like Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Madonna. Well, that's uh, Austin Powers, isn't nope. it? Nope. It's an Inspector Gadget joke. Oh, it's right. It's Inspector Gadget. It's Rupert Everett that's as it. the claw. Yeah, claw. One word. Like Madonna. It's <laughs> the only good thing in that movie. <laughs> Um, are you trying to say that Matthew Broderick is not a good thing in that film? It's just, uh, it doesn't quite hit all the notes that I would have wanted it to as even, oh. like, a 
ten-year-old child. Oh my god, I loved Inspector Gadget so much when I was the a kid. cartoon. Like, I, yeah, it was like one of my favorite cartoons. It was yeah. like that Bucky O'Hare Transformers. Like well, those were my, my big three, and the real Ghostbusters, obviously. But I loved Inspector Gadget. Mm. Such a great show, and I was really disappointed by the film. Did you see the sequel they did with French stewards? Yes. Yeah. Oh, did you go to the cinema? Did you? No, no. I, I've seen it somehow <laughs> on some ITV two mid-afternoon Sunday broadcast probably yeah but tell us about fear so fear has a heel horror slash black magic gimmick of a man dressed all in black in a big black cloak with a black mask long black hair who does not actually wrestle and is only ever seen in backstage tv monitors slash the titantron Mm. until his eventual comeuppance physically wrestling in his place each week instead would be a random wrestler from the crap gimmick roster baby faces and heels alike and instead of wearing their usual ring gear they're dressed in all black versions and even have black contact lenses they do not do fear's dirty work by choice however they've been possessed during during his matches fear appears on the titantron maniacally (sighs) laughing and moving his hands as if he's pulling puppet strings as he controls the possessed wrestler in the ring after his match ends he releases the trance on the possessed wrestler often leaving them very confused before fading away on the titantron saying his catchphrase the only thing to fear is fear himself himself nice that's i you know you've you've got a bit of me there (laughs) because i like the idea of fleshing out you can you can effectively have dark versions of all of our crap gimmicks already yeah so like merchandise wise we can release our normal Beastmaster, our normal wrestlebot 1000 action figures but then for the super collectible editions you can get wrestlebot 1000 black oh do them as like um uh uh oh, no. yeah variants i was uh, ch- uh, yeah, chase variants yes yes yeah so it'd be the fear version yeah although would they be shelf collectors then yeah, they could be. Sh- yeah, what are they called? I can't remember what it's called now. Shelf, like- shelf fillers or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I really like that. I l- love the idea of him appearing on the title. But likely love it. That's what sold me on it. Was like him like yeah. doing the puppet strings. Like Whoa! I think that's that's really mm. good. Um, and I think like yeah, you can hammer that into the ground. That doesn't have to be a short storyline and gone. That's a long-time player. And actually, you could just have a wrestler that is in his place that he possesses all the time. So it could be like a big, giant monster. And then that big, giant monster can want to break out of the trance and fight back against the yeah. guy that possessed him, against and, fear. And then fear can actually eventually have a match, but most of the time, yeah. like fear takeovers, exactly, which we would call you'd crapovers. S- you'd, s- <laughs> you'd save those for big events. Yeah, he yeah. would wrestle himself. And then like you've got the ultimate payoff of... Who really is fear? Yeah. And, you know, the guy, you can take the mask off. And it's Vince McMahon. Yeah. It was me, Austin. Austin. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, so we decide at the end who's signed. Not, we're not officially signing just yet. Brendan Miller has suggested Chet the Chef Steel. Chet is a wrestler and a chef hailing from <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. Chet comes to the ring wearing Czech chef pants and a sleeveless chef jacket and a large chef hat. He cuts promos where he claims to be a cut above the rest and claims he will carve through the competition. In no DQ matches, his weapons of choice are steel pans, rolling pins and items of the like. Moves he uses include knife edge chops mm-hmm. when done in succession with a partner could be called the chopping boards. 
like that. Uh, knee to the gut, uh, been called the kitchen sink in games. Uh, Chet is accompanied to the ring by a guy only known as The Apprentice. The Apprentice is a cowardly foil to Chet's opponents, constantly berated by, Chet, by Chet, only often so he can just shout, Yes, Chef, when tasked to do something. So that is Chet the Chef Steel. Man, it's a strong week. That's two good gimmicks already. Yeah, it is good. I mean, two good, two crap gimmicks. Yeah. But two well thought out, intriguing crap gimmicks. I went through a large number of them <coughs> to find these two because these are, wow, mm. I think these are great. And I like how that could tie in with other food based characters we have, of which there are a lot. <laughs> yep. So he could, he could both form a faction with like the orange or crispy bacon or he can feud against them because he's going after crispy bacon's pig but we don't want to do what we were just saying with Rey Mysterio where you just put him in feuds with Latin American wrestlers you can feud with other people no, 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 they no. don't have to be food related not in crap gimmicks <laughs> because it's a crap wrestling show yeah, you're he would right. only feud with people <laughs> in his small division yeah, we can have a food because we've got the Intercontinental Breakfast Championship. Oh, this is tough. Is it just those two? No, no, I've got I've got two. Well, OK, so I've got a couple more. But these next two are very like so this guy, oh. uh, Matt Brum, sent in, I would uh, I'd say around 12, but they were all like three lines each. It's not the way to impress. Well, us. wait for it. OK, OK. So first up, we have Haiku. Looks like Haku. <laughs> Likes Japanese-style poems. A bit like this one. (laughs) Right? That turned it around. That turned it around. (laughs) What a brilliantly formatted pitch. Yeah. That is brevity. (laughs) The power of an edited-down haiku. Yeah. Wow, that's strong. Oh, God. Okay. And he would cuddle... I mean, like, that leaves so much open to interpretation. All of his promos are in haikus as well. His matches could be structured like, <laughs> like haikus. <laughs> I hit you, you hit me, one move pin. Yeah. Oh, okay, what's the other one? Susan Sarandon gets most of <laughs> oh. her bu- gets most of her bookings based off the fact that her name is one letter different to Academy Award winning actress. Despite this, her work rate is passable, but she is liked by the locker room. Has no discernible likeness to Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Holy moly! Oh, this is a strong week. That, those two really made me laugh. Particularly that Susan Sarandon one. <laughs> because that, like, when I think of crap gimmicks, I think of little, uh, th- not what, what are the travelling theme parks called? <laughs> Forgotten. Circuses? No, like, not with the circus, but you get just get, like, a little festival. And everything spray painted, obviously committing well, copyright fraud of some yes, kind. Yes, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that, like Susan Sarandon fits into that mould quite well because it's it's the bait and switch of not actually having That's Susan it. Sarandon. You put Susan Sarandon on a Sarandon, poster yeah. and people say, oh my God, Susan Sarandon's having a wrestling match. And it's just such, like someone you wouldn't think <laughs> in a million years, famed 80s actress Susan Sarandon. Yeah, one-time friend star Susan Sarandon. So we've got to choose between well, these four. One, there's one more yet to come. What? Yet. I mean, this better be good because we've had I, a bunch. I was going to say, almost, I'm, I'm almost thinking, I'm going to end it there, in fact. Thomas O'Connor, I did like your suggestion of the father, but it's, I, it's not as good as these other ones. Maybe we and save it, would, it for another We'll week. save it for next week. What, what, where are you going on this? I mean, I want to sign all of them. That's the problem, isn't it? Particularly, 
Haiku, Susan Sarandon, and <laughs> and Fear. Like those are the ones that I've really I've got good. I've got really big high hopes for them. Like Haiku is very funny. Okay, so we can. I mean, we're not and we're not limited to only signing signing one, right? Well, Lewis can only draw one. Hey man, we should give him a backlog of stuff to work uh, on. Okay, I'm gonna say, Chef's missed out. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. I'm also gonna say, Susan's missed out <laughs> because I mean it's a one-time joke. Yeah. yeah. So it's down to haiku, and fear. Are you really only want to sign one of them. I just, that, that's the. It's more fun to have to choose. <sighs> I don't want to like we we've, we've only been doing this kind of format for three weeks. Yeah. We don't want to blow our double load. <laughs> On on the third week, no, maybe on the third date. Yeah, maybe you're right. Oh, it's tough because I really like that haiku one. Really made haiku's me laugh. Really the good. Ve- There's a lot of mileage that can be got. In and there. the thing, the thing about Matt Brum's haiku one is, you couldn't add any. You literally couldn't add any more. Yeah. So it's almost like the perfect submission. Whereas fear, I love the concept. You could. There's an argument that you could add in more. Yeah. So I've I've got to go haiku. You're gonna go haiku, but but I really like fear. So so Brandon Powell, come back to us maybe with a slightly reworked version of fear. Maybe on another a, week a, he'll get signed. <laughs> we could put him to a future episode where we can sign him that week yeah. instead. But man, well done, Brum. What's his full name? Brandon. No, no, you no br- Matt, Matt Brum. Brum. That haiku. Both your suggestions were top notch, but haiku, well done. So about uh, nine days ago, I announced on the Wrestle Talk News after a week long of great build. Mm-hmm. Hey, look who we've got now on the channel as a personality, just doing just you know a little little forty five second fun dance, less than a minute out of people's days, and of uh, right at the end of one of our videos, so you could just easily click off and not watch anymore. Uh, but you know, the 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 audience went against me. Quite strongly, yeah. I personally am a huge fan of Keith Apicary. Yeah, I was gonna say we didn't finish off. You didn't finish off who it was. It's Keith Apicary's dancing. So, uh, I said on the Friday that we would be moving Keith to the Wrestle Ramble show because he he went down quite uh, badly in the news. If I recall, it's the most down uh, downvoted video we've ever published. Mm-hmm. And every every thumbs down is 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 like a slap in my face. It is. It is. I had a yeah. sore face the next day. It really was. It did. It hurt all of our feelings. Yeah, yeah. But we got it. We, you know, we we misjudged. Uh, we misjudged the audience. We did. So we we do take responsibility on that. And we're trying to we're trying to find the best way to make it all work because we we really like Keith mm-hmm. and uh, also a lot of some people really also like Keith who watch it as well. So we we don't want to disappoint them. So we are uh, we we we're. we're we're reassessing. We're trying to figure out something to do that won't um, offend everyone again. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, watch this space for Keith. And finally, it's time for the mailbag. If you want to submit a mailbag question, all you've got to do is become a pledge hammer at any level on Patreon, and you can leave in our community that we've got over there, the brilliant community that get in touch with each other each and every single day, and leave your question there, and we'll put it into the mailbag portion of the Saturday episode. I got a little, like, urge to do this motion when you were talking about Patreons. Yeah. You know how some people do that like as, as a thank you for podcast listeners? I'm mm-hmm. doing praying hands. They go Yeah. Like that would be what I was doing 
while you were talking about pledge hammers. Uh, but then, then I thought that's that's not something I would do. That feels <laughs> well, weird. I was going to say when you said you were going to do it, I was like, well, that's very out of character. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. But I, like that's how much I appreciate the pledge hammers. That that thought even crossed my mind. And we do very much appreciate each and every one of you pledge hammers, like Phil Stopford, who got in touch to Say us. His full name. Uh, Britain's next top model, That's more Phil like Stopford, um, got in touch to ask, what are yours and Ollie's, obviously referring to me, gross out moments? The things that have happened in ring or backstage that have made you cringe and even look away from time to time. We're talking about things like Sid's leg yeah, break. Yeah, that's a, what I was going to say. Debut. That's where or, my mind immediately goes. And when I first saw this, he said my second one, which was Joey Mercury's face at Armageddon 2006 after the ladder oh, spot. Oh, that was so dangerous. Gruesome. That was from John Johnny Nitro back then, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was Joey Mercury. It was uh, I think it was Jeff Hardy went off the ladder. Oh, was it Jeff? Right. Yeah, um, and it just went. It was a TLC match or something like yeah. a big ladder match. Accident. Total accident. Yeah, but, but it, <laughs> his face explodes essentially. It's like a horror yeah. film. Absolutely gross. So those are the. I mean, that one in particular was the one that jumped into my head. But actually, I really do feel now. It's any time I see. And inc- what were you think I was going to say? Well, no, 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 I was going to agree. I was just thinking the same thing. And anytime I see a disgusting chair shot to their heads, yeah, like we when we go back and we watch pay per views for Wrestle Ramble Extra, which is our Patreon podcast, you kind of watch those two thousand pay per views or that era pay per views, and people are just hitting each other so hard in the face and in the top of their head with steel chairs, and it makes my stomach churn every time. Mm. Um, yeah, there's some of these that like really do make me feel a bit queasy yeah it's there's a specific pitch to them as well like the the high-pitched hits i'm you know still make me go because it's an unprotected chair shot to the head i'm like that's fine but some of them are just such a low dull thud oh. like they're not even that loud and it just makes me go, ah like i would prefer watching that famous uh stevie richards jbl one because that's just a loud one over those dull thuds, which yeah. just make me cringe. And there was, I mean, basically almost any other moments from the Masato Tanaka Mike Awesome match at ECW One Night Stand. How dare you! <laughs> I mean, one of the best matches I've ever seen, all time, all my life. But there are some spots in that where I'm like, good lord, lads, like, how did you not nearly. Die? How did no. you not die doing that? Particularly. But that's different to gross out moments. It is different. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right, actually. That is different to gross out moments. I was thinking, particularly, that reverse power bomb off the top when there's like the table support is sticking up mm. and very much could have impaled them. Yeah. Uh, I Gross out moments. Anytime Terry Funk bleeds. <laughs> he's a big, He's a good bead, uh, bleeder, is Terry yeah. Funk. Uh, it's a bit too much. Yeah, I'm struggling. To, have you got any others? Um, I'm, I'm sure tra- there's loads. I'm sure there's loads. Like any time someone bleeds like a real gusher, like I'm thinking yeah, Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 19 when he just like pure crimson mask, Dusty Rhodes forehead. <laughs> yeah. That always was like when I found out that his forehead was the way it was just because of the scar tissue from all the blade jobs he did in the 80s. Yeah, I was like. I can't look at him the same way. It just makes me... Same with New Jack's head as well. Yeah, yeah New Jack's got the exact just same new thing. Jack, and that's even, just New Jack as a gross-out moment. Yeah, Devon's got um, something similar as well from all the blade jobs that mm. he's done over the, over the years. Actually, now that you mention New Jack, uh, I watched the... What was it called? The It was like the RV incident. It was where a, a 16-year-old kid was legit beaten up by New Jack yeah, in the ring. Essentially, he, he lied about how old he was, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And New Jack just beat the crap out of him. And it's, you know, it's that. It, it's weird, like, what you mean by gross out 
like gross out is like a that's Ugh. yeah like like sid breaking his leg is yeah. just like that is legitimately difficult to watch because actually the other one is um sabu being dropped on his neck oh god by chris benoit in ecw yeah, that that's straight down straight down uh, austin at um being pile drive by uh, uh owen hart yeah and that's not like bad to watch but just n- knowing in retrospect well, i think even watching it because you see his head yeah. below owen's legs when he jumps is disgusting right thanks for that nice one phil uh buttered toast got in touch to ask favorite promo of all the time mine by far is triple h and Shawn michaels profanity promo saying they won't swear or use offensive slurs anymore the promo that ends with michael saying that he did not sleep with that woman he was up all night yeah well it's cm punk's pipe bomb i don't like i don't know what else to say it was it's the promo that saved me being a wrestling fan uh, I think I, I that is uh, certainly high up there for me, but I'm actually going to go different with CM Punk instead. And pretty much you could pick any promo from CM Punk and Raven's feud in Ring of Honor. Like those two, just like two masters of the mic, mm. like working against each other. Like so it was re- it was a really great feud and some amazing work from from both men. Uh, and lastly, from Jared Conister, I've been playing WWE Supercard for a minute now, and for those who don't know, each wrestler has four stats. Power, toughness, speed, and charisma. My question is, who would you consider to be the best superstar of the 80s, attitude, and modern era in each category? Oh, right, okay. Uh, for the ramble, I asked Luke and Ollie who the toughest superstar of each era is. Um, I mean, the 80s and attitude era, it's, the answer is Meng. Like it's, it's Meng slash Haku, legit the toughest man in the entire world. Oh, okay. So, but this is uh, in each category, though. Well, yeah. That's he said for the for the ramble, he just wants to know who the toughest superstar of each era was. Okay. So that so I don't have to do power, power speed, speed, and charisma. And charisma yeah. I mean, so if can't... I was to do all combined, it would be Flair for the eighties. This is a tough question. This is a big question. But in each category, so would you pick Flair? Like, where's Flair going in the... Flair wouldn't be in power or toughness. Or it'd just be charisma. But it's like, his charisma's at 20 out of 10, mm-hmm. as is The Rock. That yes. kind of makes up for most of the other yeah. shortfalls. And, you know, Hogan's got to be in there as well. You want to talk about people who just, like, dripped in charisma. Yeah, but he's so down on all the other areas. <laughs> like, speed and toughness and power. Oh, Power Man, he was strong as hell. He was kayfabe strong as hell. And he's had this, like, 70-inch pythons or whatever yeah. it was. Um, so so what is the question? <laughs> okay. Who would you consider to be the best superstar of the 80s, 90s, in each for, category? For the, for the ramble, so we'll just... Just, just do that just, one. Just, I ask Luke and Ollie, who is the toughest superstar of the 80s, the Attitude, and the modern era? Well, I don't really know the 80s. I would probably say Shamrock for the 90s. But you said Meng. Meng is by far the toughest dude. I mean, I'm only going by the... That is what wrestlers would tell you, mm. is that Meng is the toughest son of a gun. We told this on a previous Wrestle Ramble lecture, and my favourite Meng story, or Meng anecdote... I've got many Meng anecdotes. Like how he just... He bit someone's nose off in a bar fight. How cops arrested him, and he just like looked up and just broke the handcuffs. He's He is legit tough. But the story that... Or the anecdote, rather, that Jake the Snake told in a shoot interview when asked, like, what was it like wrestling Meng? And he's like, if I was standing next to a tank and I had a gun with a bullet, you'd think that, you know, he's mine, right? Nope. If he's charging towards me, I'm going to shoot myself because the last thing I want to do is wound that guy and piss him (laughs) off. (laughs) 
That's great. What about the modern era? Modern era, I'd suppose. Guy, well, Sin Cara, there's <laughs> yeah. an argument for. Yep. Um, He's got a, well, Suzuki. Yes, Minoru Suzuki. Um, well, you could say Shibata at one point. Um, Ishii. Brock Lesnar. You know, Brock Lesnar's a legit tough dude. Yeah. You know? So if that email that we had in the intro was a bit of a downer for you, don't worry because we've got an email that came from Lucas Walton with the message, You have inspired me. Ooh. Luke slash Ollie, I hope this email finds you both well. First off, thank you for being the consistent consistency and for being one of the top five, top ten wrestling podcasts. Just uh, thank That's you. in there for thank Luke's self depreciation. I'm writing this to let you both. Well, wait, so he said top five, but mm. then joked that it was top, top 10. ten. Yeah. So we're not number one. Like it's fine for us to be self depreciating. <laughs> But why aren't we your number one podcast? Well, we might be, but he's just like, he's just doing that. Top five. Okay, yeah. okay. No, I mean, I think it's fine. Uh, I am writing this to let you both know of what you have, uh, that you have inspired me. I'm in my mid-30s and have been in and out of wrestling for years. After finding your YouTube channel and then the podcast, I find myself more interested in wrestling than ever. I honestly find myself not watching WWE that often and just listening to the recap you two do to stay informed. If there is a good match, then I will watch it. But with a three-year-old and another kid on the way, my TV time is limited. Well, congratulations on, on that at the very least. Congratulations on success human reproduction you two have inspired me to pick up creative writing again i have not written anything since high school and it was something i always enjoyed since listening to ollie take his uh, creative writing course it got me to pick up writing again i have seven i'll try that again i'm one thing i need to do rest will get better get better at reading emails out loud creative reading (laughs) course I have several children's books, since that's all I read nowadays with my son, that I'm in the process of writing and rewriting. Next step will to be find someone who can illustrate them mm. for me. If you can, maybe you two can put me in contact with the illustrator who does the crap gimmick wrestling roster. I have also started a massive sci-fi space epic, but that is a way off. Thank you again for all the great rambling and the consistent consistency. And he's also, P.S. This is just for you, Ollie. And he sent you a, uh, a picture of a minion <laughs> with a quote next to him that says let your smile change the world don't let the world change your smile look at that little minion there he's smiling that was a nice email luke <laughs> up until that point i hate those minions <laughs> so my lady partner left the house the other morning and she was wearing a, a yellow jumper and dungarees and i was like What's going... Why do you look... What? What? And she was dressed like a minion. I was like, you look like a minion from Despicable Me. And she was like, don't say that. That's nasty. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I hate minions. She was like, why are you screaming at me? It's quarter past nine in the morning. I've got to go to work now. I was like, yeah, but I'm sorry. You look nice, but you also look like a minion. (laughs) There's some photos from when me and my wife uh, went to New York for my 30th birthday. And I, I got to finally take my picture in front of the Ecto of the, the Ghostbusters firehouse. It's basically the reason why I went to New York. I went solely to do my own handmade Ghostbusters location tour. I found all the locations. I found the quickest way to walk to all of them. This is why I, this is why I flew all halfway across the world to go to New York. If that doesn't sum up Luke Owen, if, you, <laughs> if any of you are unsure about the sort of person Luke is, 
That is that is what I that's the elevator pitch of you. <laughs> I would say. I we went there to do this thing and I made the thing. And, <laughs> and it's this specific thing. It's a very specific thing. <laughs> but we ended like I wanted the tour to end at a hook and ladder rate to go to the firehouse where they shot all the exteriors at the very least for the uh, for the firehouse where the Ghostbusters operate out from. And my wife was wearing a y- yellow jumper, which in and of itself is absolutely fine. But she was also had her um blue rucksack on. So in photos, if it is only at this height, it looks like she might be wearing blue dungarees. And it wasn't until we got back and I made it my profile <laughs> picture on Facebook that someone said, like, why is your wife dressed like a minion? And then she looked at the photo and was like, oh, I am dressed like a minion. And she hated that photo. Mm. I want to put that photo up in, my, in our house. And I don't think it's ever going to go up in the house. To troll her. <laughs> no, because I'm, it's a photo of me in front of like one of my favourite film locations of all time, and I'm with the woman that I very much love, dressed as a minion. Dressed, but unfortunately, she looks a bit like a minion in it. So, uh, sorry, the, the who, who was that email from? Oh, I've just put it in my inbox. I've just trashed it. Why well, we could talk about the because I, I was at the I was at uh, a, what are they called Waterstones over the weekend, and I found myself in the children's book section. Nothing mm-hmm. creepy about that, and I was like, wow, like. Lucas Walton. If you're going to write a children's book, you don't. You you need, like, some form of animal doing something silly. That Mm -hmm. seems to be the concept of a lot of the titles. So you need a good title. But the other thing that's 50. Like, almost like comic books. You need that illustrator. Yeah, you do. That is hugely important in children's books. Uh, back in the old Flickr and Myth podcast days, we had someone who listened to the show uh, all the time, and she was Adele. She's Adele, really good. An yeah, excellent, excellent artist. You can find her Adele K. Thomas, if I recall correctly. Something like that. Something like that. But she um, had her own children's book published. She got it done through Kickstarter. And it was called Animals Eat Their Vegetables Too, mm-hmm. and it was a, that's actually quite. I, Pledged on Kickstarter, you know, support those who support you. And uh, I've now got a copy of it, which I will read to a child should I have one. Um, so I was going to ask you one another bit of correspondence, but would you rather open up Poetry Corner? Let's do Poetry Corner. Because guess who we've got a poetry from? A poetry? <laughs> who did a poetry this week, Luke? Well, I mean, okay. So I, I got really excited because I was about to say, we got a poetry from Andy Datsun. No. But I've just opened up the email, and he's just written, Hi, Luke, I'm not a poet, but I love Poetry Corner from Andy Datsun. Ah. Uh, P.S. Expect a poem soon. So Andy is a WrestleTalk website writer guy. He is indeed. Who who I will be meeting, you know, on his birthday. I know you said it was his uh, poetry, yeah. Just to plug the New Japan shows again, where I'll be sorry, at 1.30. Sorry for saying poetry, is because I was writing out the word poetry. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I get, I get to meet Andy Datsun. I'm quite jealous. I think he's, he sounds like a really nice chap. He seems all right. Yeah. Um, so instead, I will do some correspondence. Um, in fact, maybe we'll go back to Owen Formstone, because he sent it in his uh, story about meeting wrestlers. Uh, Rusev Hay. Rusev Hay. So would you rather his meeting with Will Ospreay or with Kevin Owens? Oh, it's got to be KO. Got to be KO. I attended a WWE live show in Leeds. It was the European tour, so the audience was mostly parent and younger child. I was 15 at the time, and throughout the show, I noticed that fans sat in the sections closer to the ring, went to the barricade for all the entrances to meet the... He's written superstars. To meet the wrestlers (laughs) for a split second as they walked by. As the main event came on, a Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens match, I decided to make my move and went down to the barricade. Seth Rollins was the first to come out, and despite wearing his shirt, he didn't 
didn't acknowledge the crowd of kids and me standing over them and desperate to high five hmm. him. As it was the main event, Kevin was the last person to make his entrance. I knew I had to make my move, so I pushed through the crowd of seven-year-olds to getting a lot of dirty looks from the parents and made my way to the front of the barricade. Anyone who has seen Kevin Owens at live events will know that he likes to reach out to the crowd but not actually touch them <laughs> as he taunted the children around me. I reached out and managed to touch his hand. Yes. He turned to me and shouted in my face, you don't deserve to touch me with that shirt and continued to up the ring steps to have his match. I know you probably, uh, I know you, you're probably asking, I think it's probably, asking how, what Kevin, <laughs> sorry, it's not phrased this very well. You're probably wondering, what did Kevin's hands feel like? Well, they were yes. soft, but also quite sweaty considering it was November. I wonder if this is the same. Remember the guy who drove them at the airport? Mm. Oh, wow. Same tour. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it's all connected. Yeah. Uh, I hope you can use this, uh, use out any of the stories. I love the show very much. Uh, love from York. Kind regards, uh, kind regards, Owen Kiss. Send from his iPhone. Thank you, Owen. Uh, yeah, so I, in my experience, if you want to get through a bunch of kids to high-five a wrestler, elbows are your friends. You want to use your elbows, your knees. That's what's going to take them out quickest. Mm. You can use your elbows and your flailing arms to like create a a thing around you a space around you but use those knees to get the ones in front because those are the ones you have to eliminate to get to the barricade excellent advice there from oliver davis but that is all we have time for on today's show but we will be back tomorrow for a bonus podcast because it's fantasy booking warfare so do enjoy that and then we'll see you again on tuesday for the regular raw review take care i love you have a good weekend goodbye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.